I'm Dan Kimbrough, and this is Systemic, a podcast about race. I'm a diversity and inclusion advocate and trainer, educator, trained conflict mediator, and media producer with over 20 years of community building and diversity experience. From local communities to university campuses to corporate trainings, I've used my voice to bring people together and better understand each other. I'm also a black man and father. Each episode of Systemic will explore new aspects of race and racism in America. We will look at where we've been, how we got here, how it affects us today, and how we can move forward. The aim is to educate and explain the intertwining of race as a systemic part of American history and culture. We hope that each episode enlightens and drives you to help work towards an anti-racist future. In looking at what Kwanzaa is, let's first dispel what Kwanzaa isn't. It's not a replacement holiday for any other holiday. Kwanzaa isn't Black Christmas or Black Hanukkah. Kwanzaa isn't a religious holiday at all. It's a cultural one. Meaning that you could be an African American or an African who celebrates whatever winter holiday you choose and still celebrate Kwanzaa. So then where does Kwanzaa come from? Kwanzaa was introduced in 1966 by Dr. Ron Karenga, who now goes by Dr. Moolana Karenga, partially in response to the Watts riots a year before. In 1965, the Watts riots were a violent and costly revolution against the state of living in Watts, LA. Between substandard housing, unemployment, and failing schools, Watts residents had plenty of complaints about how the city was run. Add in tension with policing in the city, and you had a powder keg. On August 11th, when a white police officer pulled over and arrested Marquette Fry, a black motorist, the onlooking crowd continued to grow and grow and eventually sparked off the six-day riots. Out of this turmoil and strife, Karanga, who at the time was an active member of the Black Power Movement, SNCC, and the Congress for Racial Equality, wanted to create something that would allow African Americans to connect to their African roots. He was looking for an alternative to the commercialization of Christmas and something that would allow for the celebration of family and culture within the African-American community. So, why was something separate needed, you may ask? In short, when you look at holidays and celebrations in America, they're often focused on the ceremonies and traditions of white people. If you look at Thanksgiving, really look at Thanksgiving, it's a celebration of oppression and theft. Yes, there are many who look at Thanksgiving as a time of giving thanks for family and friends and have divorced it from its tragic origins. But its origins are just that, tragic. But also, let's not forget the state of black people when the first Thanksgiving took place. This holiday isn't about us. And Christmas, which in most of America, still depicts white baby Jesus, even though we know that people from that region weren't white, and that most of modern Christianity is stolen from other cultures. This added with the commercialization of the holiday, led Karanga to look for something that was more rooted in celebrating family, community, and culture. African and African-American culture to be exact. Because in the 1960s, outside of Black History Month, and maybe some local or regional celebrations, there were very few things that celebrated black people, our culture, and our links to Africa. So then, what is Kwanzaa? According to Dr. Karanga's 2020 annual founder's Kwanzaa message, quote, Kwanzaa is a special season and celebration of our sacred and expansive selves as African people. 
It is a unique Pan-African time of remembrance, reflection, reaffirmation, and recommitment, end quote. Kwanzaa is a celebration of African-American and Pan-African culture and heritage. It's a season when all of those of African descent can celebrate, reflect, and recommit themselves to what it means to be African and human in the fullest sense. All of the symbols, principles, names, and concepts can be tied to African traditions and languages. The main language used in Kwanzaa is Swahili, one of the most widely spoken languages in Africa. Because of this, it's often referred to as a Pan-African language, and thus Kwanzaa is considered a Pan-African celebration, though it is mainly practiced in the U.S. The word Kwanzaa is derived from the Swahili saying Matunda ya Kwanzaa, meaning first fruits. Southern and Central African peoples would often celebrate the harvest with these first fruit festivals, bringing community and family together to share in the abundance of a good year's harvest. And so Kwanzaa, with a second A to give it seven letters, is a celebration of first fruits. Kwanzaa is seven days, celebrated from December 26th to January 1st. Each of the seven days, hence the seven letters in the name, is tied to a principle in Gozo Saba, the seven principles of Kwanzaa. Each day, you gather with your family or community for a dinner and a reflection of that day's principle, looking back at the past and how it's affected you throughout the year, and forward into how you can continue to incorporate that principle in your day-to-day life. On the sixth day, there's usually a feast called karamu, which is usually larger than the dinners throughout the season. The food palette of these dinners is usually African-American dishes, but can also include dishes from Africa, the Caribbean, and South America. As mentioned, each day is based around a principle. The first principle is Umoja, which means unity. Its goal is to strive for and to maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race, and focuses on the idea that we are responsible to and should stand in solidarity with all of humanity. The second principle is Kujichagulia, or self-determination, meaning to define and name ourselves, as well as to create and speak for ourselves. This means that we have the right and responsibility to be ourselves, however we define that, but we must also support and defend these rights for others. The third principle is Ujima, or collective work and responsibility. This principle focuses on building and maintaining our community together, that we collectively work to solve issues and struggles within our community, and that we work together to transform the world into one that we all want. The fourth principle is Ujama, or cooperative economics, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and businesses, and to profit from them together. The idea that if we work together, we can grow together, and that all people have the right to dignity. The fifth principle is Nia, or purpose, to make our collective vocation the building and development of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. The idea that we must make it our job individually and as a community to build ourselves up so that we are free to be ourselves. The sixth principle is kumba, or creativity, to always do as much as we can in any way that we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. We must repair, renew, and remake our world and leave it in a better condition for the next generation, every generation. And the seventh and final principle is Amani, or faith, to believe in our people, our parents, teachers, leaders, 
and the righteousness and victory of our struggle, to have faith in goodness and the ability to achieve and share it. Each day, the idea is to take some time and reflect on these principles. And each evening, with whomever you're celebrating, reflect on what these principles mean and how you can improve and implement them in the upcoming year. As with all holidays, there are different symbols that go along with Kwanzaa. These include a canari, which is a candle holder that holds each of the seven candles that are lit during the different days of Kwanzaa. These seven candles are called Mashuma Saba. Usually, there are some crops which represent the harvest or good things from the previous year, and these are called Mazao. Next to these crops are usually corn, called Mahindi, and the corn represents any children who may be celebrating as well. There is also a Kikombe Chao Moja, or the Unity Cup, used for giving thanks to the ancestors, and finally Zuidi, which are gifts, and these are usually books or some form of educational material, and all of these are placed on a ceremonial mat called Mikeke. One of the biggest questions I would always get asked when presenting on Kwanzaa is, can I, as a white person, celebrate Kwanzaa? My response usually goes along the lines of, can I, as a non-Jewish person, celebrate Hanukkah? I can learn about it, respect it, try to embody the lessons of it, but Hanukkah isn't about me. It's for those of the Jewish faith. It's not about me or my people. So, if I were invited to celebrate Hanukkah, I would be doing so as an outsider looking in. I would never attempt to shift the focus on me or my presence, and I would never attempt to celebrate it on my own, because again, it's not for or about me. The same would be true of a white person celebrating Kwanzaa. I personally believe that all seven principles are something that we should reflect on and try to do better at, but outside of that, Kwanzaa isn't for everyone. It was created to give black people something of their own to celebrate, a way of connecting to African American and African history and culture. Please learn about, respect, and offer a joyous Kwanzaa to anyone you know who celebrates. And if by chance you are invited to join in that celebration, take that invitation as an honor but not as an opportunity to focus and center the celebration around you. Kwanzaa is for African and African Americans, a chance to reconnect with their culture, their heritage, and their history. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Systemic. This podcast aims to create a community of change and can only do so through your support. Please make sure you subscribe and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you would, head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and leave a review. The more you share and review Systemic, the more our community of change can grow. Another way you can help is supporting Systemic on Patreon. Your contributions will allow the podcast to expand and give you the opportunity to support Systemic offline. Thank you again for listening and your support. Systemic is a production and passion of Park Multimedia. And remember, to solve any problem, you must first acknowledge it exists.